Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast. I'm Joel Norman. It's another off-season pod as we continue the wait for the 2023 season. Our schedule will be coming out in a little bit here, hoping for that in early November. But for right now, the Apple Sox are still working to kind of fill out their roster. And that roster includes more than just the players. And you'll see it here on today's show. Our guest is the new pitching coach of the Apple Sox, Mike Callia joining us. And Mike, first off, uh, thanks for being with us here and welcome to the Apple Sox organization. Obviously, you haven't been in Wenatchee yet, so to speak, working full time. You're busy with your other job right now. Explain to fans what you are doing right now. I think uh, fans are always kind of curious what guys are doing, in, You know, whether that's working out of school or whether that's being somewhere else. What are you doing right now? Yeah, first off, you know, I'm just excited to get to Wenatchee. Uh, definitely thankful for the opportunity. Uh, fired up to be a part of the uh, Apple Sox organization. Uh, you know, as of now, I'm, I'm coaching at Lower Columbia College out in Longview. Uh, we got a real good thing going here with Coach Kurt Lipinski. So uh, doing that up until, uh, you know, Memorial Day weekend, then, uh, then we'll get out to Wenatchee. So. Yeah, and that'll be obviously around the corner before we know. But, of course, you have your season to get through first. Now, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Lower Columbia because they've had some, obviously, some changes in recent years. Eric Lane departing, new coaching staff coming in, but, you know, still that same goal of winning. And we'll get into this more, too, but that's something you're very familiar with from playing there as well. Uh, What excites you about the Red Devils going into the spring this year? Yeah, obviously, you know, I'm a a huge fan of the Red Devils. Uh, I've been a part of it for about six or something years now. So, uh, you know, I don't know anything different. You know, winning is – you know, it's, it's an expectation there. Um, we, we demand greatness and that's something I love about the place. You know, it's very rich in tradition, has a great culture behind it. Uh, coach Kurt Lupinski really just took over for coach lane there. And, uh, you know, having played for coach Eric lane, uh, you know, it feels like we haven't really missed a beat, which is something that we strive for in the coaching change. And, uh, we're, we're just trending in a great direction right now as a ball club. Obviously, you're going to do a lot of work with the pitchers in general, and then you get to translate that into the summer game. Uh, let's talk about your playing career, though, first. You played at Lower Columbia for a couple of years. You redshirted, obviously, in the COVID year, then got in some work in 2021, uh, a couple of years there, and then you moved on from there to Western uh, – beg your pardon. I'm, I'm double-checking. <laughs> I had to double-check my notes here. You did move on to Western Nebraska, so uh, that's where I'm at right now. You're also there the uh, – Expedition League as well. You've been around a little bit is my point. You've been all over the place. You've been to some different places. How do you think that really helps you out a lot uh, from the standpoint as a coach with all that experience? Yeah, I credit a lot to what I know from, you know, going over to, uh, it was Gary, Nebraska, going over, playing there, uh, getting to meet coaches throughout the entire Midwest, um, you know, having the chance to transfer out to West Texas A&M out in uh, near Amarillo, Texas, uh, was able to just, you know, build connections and create strong contacts. And, um, you know, the baseball world's a tight-knit, uh, tight-knit group. And so when you meet people here and there, you know, that's kind of how I got in contact with Coach Mitch Darlington. Uh, you know, it, it's just really cool. It's really neat to see, you know, the guys that are in your corner as soon as you step out of the Northwest and then just creating those connections. How did you get in touch with Mitch? Was it something like a, a job opening or like that was posted somewhere or was it, did he reach out to you? Did you reach out to him? Take me through that process. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it's kind of, it happened really quick, to be honest. We had a mutual friend named Ryan Sires. Um, I was looking for a summer job, just came out of coaching in, uh, in Western Nebraska. And um, I was only a couple weeks out of that. And, you know, one thing led to another and he, you know, he was just like, Hey, you know, this guy's looking for a pitching guy. I was like, Heck yeah, shoot my name over. 
uh, Mitch and I hit it off pretty well. And, you know, next thing you know, I'm, I'm headed to Wenatchee. So. I don't know. A lot of people have issues with Mitch, so that's a good thing to hear. So right, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to not really get along with the guy in general. And I, I know he'll listen to this. So uh, just so he knows, we're not kissing his butt with that one. <laughs> but, uh, so let's talk about your time in the expedition league, a little bit of time playing out there. You did coach a little bit in that, in that area as well. What are some of the biggest things you've learned from summer ball, both as a player and as a coach, because it's a grind. There's no other way around it, whether you're a player a coach, a staff member of some capacity, it is a grind. What are some things you've taken from the sport? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I also spent a little bit of time in the West coast league too. So, you know, I'm going to kind of lump that together. Um, I think the biggest thing I can take away with that is, you know, and I credit this a lot to Antonio Garcia, who's the volunteer assistant at Gonzaga now, um, is there's not a lot of people that feel bad for you when you get to go out and play summer ball. You know, there's a lot of people that, that really want that opportunity to go out and play every day and get to play baseball in front of fans and, do what we get to do. So, you know, I just, I love showing up to the ballpark every day. Uh, again, I love to meet new people and just kind of perfect my craft, even as a coach. Um, and as a player, you know, it's, you know, just a lot of people don't get to do that. They don't get that opportunity. And I, I think that, you know, with the COVID season, a lot of people took baseball for granted, not just baseball, but college sports. Uh, and so I think, you know, especially after COVID getting a chance to play, I just think that you need to capitalize on that opportunity and just, and just have fun because at the end of the day, it's a game. That's right. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's really what I got on that. Yeah. It's, I think the COVID year in general, a lot of people, every facet of their life, they took things a little bit more uh, less for granted. They took things a lot more seriously, realizing how important uh, those opportunities really are. And uh, you know, one thing I, I look at it like this, you know, it's, we saw it here with the Apple Sox in 2021 when we got back into action, guys kind of, they treated it like it was their college season. And for me, that was a lot of fun to see. Uh, take me through that for you. Cause you, you played through the COVID season and then obviously things shut down and then you played again. You know, do you think there were big, what were some big changes you felt like you made as a ball player and now, you know, as a baseball man since that COVID? Yeah, I got kind of lucky to be uh, to be honest there. I had an injury dealing up with COVID that uh, I decided that I was going to kind of redshirt and just kind of get healthy and come back from my my third year at Lower Columbia in that time. Uh, so I was still rehabbing up and through COVID up until about June before I headed out to, uh, to Nebraska to go play. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing that I was able to take away was, you know, yeah, again, you can't take this for granted. There's a lot of people and at this time that didn't get to play. You know, they didn't, they got their school season ripped away from them. Summer brawl ripped away from them. A lot of people were still hesitant about the fall. And, you know, I was one of the very few leagues or a part of the very few leagues that got to play. So, you know, when you come out to the yard every day and you're, and you're pouting because of this and you're, you're frustrated because of that. And it's like, man, you know, a lot of people don't get to do this right now. Like you're lucky you get to do this. So, you know, just go have fun. Cause that's what it's about. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, I want to go back to your one summer playing in the West Coast League in 2019. Uh, you guys actually faced the Apple Sox that year in the postseason. Right. That was a fun Victoria Harbor Cats team to follow. Not a lot of fun to play against if you were teams like, like the Apple Sox. We, we didn't enjoy that. And I was with the team that year. And I mean, that was about as heartbreaking an end to a season we could have had. But then on the flip side for you guys, that was so exciting the way you were able to walk off the Apple Sox in that elimination game three. You pitched in game one of that series that was in Wenatchee. Yeah, yeah. Did not get on the mound, though, for the next couple of games in Victoria. But 
Uh, take me through that from the, and maybe unfortunately for some of us, Apple Sox fans, uh, rehash the, in your case, excitement from that series and what kind of made it so fun for you. Yeah, first of all, I think anytime you're playing playoff baseball, that just kind of ticks it up a notch. Uh, you know, guys are juiced just a little bit more. Uh, you know, fans are into it, coaches are into it and all that. So, you know, and the other thing that's uh, unique about Victoria is that, you know, you're traveling through the ferry. So, you know, when you're traveling there through the night, it, it's not the, uh, the best experience sometimes. So I just remember getting on the bus and getting over to Wenatchee. I knew it was my turn in the rotation or not in the rotation, but to come out of the pen. And, uh, you know, again, there's, you know, full house there. You're, you're on someone else's field and you got to go play game, game one, I believe, of the series. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that game one, you know, it is just as well as I do. It's it's crucial. So, uh, you know, getting on the mound there and then just knowing that that night you you got a shower and you're headed right back to Victoria uh, through the night. So uh, it's a lot of fun, especially going on the road to play a playoff game. I like that hostile environment. I, you know, I I enjoy that um, just as much as going home and seeing your home fans. So that's yeah, that's it's kind of how I remember that. And then, of course, we headed down to Corvallis to play in the championship, um, which is an even more uh, stressful drive. Uh you know, when both teams are catching the same ferry, it's kind of funny, but yeah. The story I always like to tell people from that was the Apple Sox got eliminated when Victoria walked them off in game three, game one of the championship series between Victoria and Corvallis was the next day. And I remember uh, the Apple Sox, myself, we took the, the ferry ride across back into Port Angeles from Victoria. We got to Port Angeles and right as we were getting off the ferry, Victoria or Beggarman Corvallis was getting on the ferry to go to Victoria and everyone kind of looked at each other realizing in the moment, but it was a, it was an unfortunate, you know, quirk of summer ball right there. But like you said, it is postseason baseball and the game you pitched in for the record against the Apple Sox, a, a great effort from you. That was an inning and two thirds in that game on August 13th, uh, 2019 Four strikeouts, one hit, one walk. Pretty impressive stuff, though, in the postseason. And you did get into another game as well uh, against Corvallis. So let's talk about your your switching here, switching from, you know, expedition ball over to the, the West Coast League. You did that as a player, and now you're kind of making the transition away as well as a coach. What excites you about getting back into the West Coast League, both as a coach, and what excites you about joining uh, the Apple Sox as well? Yeah, coming over as a coach, I think it's uh, just another challenge that I'm looking to overcome. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, you know, I'm obviously a lot closer to home now, which is great. You know, I'm from, I'm from Renton, Washington. So getting, getting a chance to, uh, be in the Northwest and kind of play around, uh, connections that I've been able to build over the last few years. And, um, really over the last what eight, nine months is, uh, is pretty unique. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, the level of play is a little bit higher, which I'm really, I'm really fired up about getting a chance to, uh, you know, help recruit too. Uh, you know, that's just something to help build my resume with, which I, uh, I don't take lightly at all. I really like and enjoy doing that. Um, and then, you know, just coming over as a coach, you know, there's, you know, these guys, these guys come over to get better. They don't come over here just to throw and just to, you know, have fun. They, they want to get better and go back to their fall team. So, you know, that's part of the job that I take very serious is, you know, these guys need, they have things they need to work on. You know, they have things that they need to go back into the fall ready to do. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's not about how many innings can this guy pitch. It's how many productive innings can this guy do and what can he do to improve himself? So that's something I'm looking forward to with the Apple Sox, you know, uh, joining the Apple Sox that, you know, the, the brand is awesome. Um, feels like they're in the postseason every year. Uh, 
you know, you hear all about the, you know, the, the top West Coast League teams, Wenatchee Apple Sox are always up there. So I'm, I'm really thrilled to get to Wenatchee and get going. How much have you talked with Mitch about recruiting? You mentioned that was something that was exciting, uh, not just recruiting other players, but, you know, maybe even recruiting your own players. I'm sorry, what was the question? I was saying, how much have you really talked with Mitch about recruiting? You said that that was something that really excited you. Uh, how much have you done, not just with lower Columbia players, but with, you know, maybe other players who he's maybe targeting? Yeah, no, we, uh, you know, and that was something when, when he offered me the job that we, we started discussing is um, just being involved in the recruiting a little bit. So um, I don't want to take anything away from, from Mitch. He's doing majority of the recruiting here and there, but um, I just like to, you know, I'm getting a couple guys mainly on the, uh, on the pitching side of things. We have a, you know, a couple guys from lower Columbia signed already. So I'm, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but we're a, uh, We'll, we'll take their names for later. I'm, I'm sure people assumed with us hiring a lower Columbia coach, we would hope we would get a few red devils on the team. <laughs> so yeah, just, just being able to get involved and build connections on that front is uh, pretty exciting to me. It's, it's gotta be cool. I, I mean, I remember Mitch telling me last year that, you know, half of his excitement is just doing the recruiting. It's fun to build a team, whether you're doing right. it for your junior college, whether you're doing it for the summer uh, it's you play general manager a little bit at the college level. I think that's, a really fun aspect of it. Um, obviously, he's that's doing a great job too. Yeah, he, he's got a ton of enthusiasm. I think he got a lot of guys last year who you know who wanted to come in and, and play successful ball. I think it really showed off. Um, I, I always tell people when you talk about Mitch, you can't talk about him without mentioning his energy, uh, just his passion for the Apple Sox. I'm sure. I, I imagine that's come across to you as well, has it? 100%. Yeah, 100%. and that's just that's obviously something I imagine for summer ball. You just you want to have that and. We had our players last year. It was a big thing they always would say to us. They said Mitch would talk about, you know, having pride, not just himself, but us taking pride in it. He's had pride because he was from the area, but it was always cool. The players realizing this means a lot to him. So if it means this much to him, it should mean something to me. Talk to me about that as a, we talked a little bit about the motivation aspect earlier. It's hard sometimes to stay motivated over the course of the summer ball season as a coach, how do you look at ways to motivate players? We talked again, we talked a little bit about it, but there's aspects that happen, you know, before you even bring the guys on board. And there's aspects that once the season begins as well, what are some tactics that maybe you use? Yeah. You know, and I take a lot of that from, you know, my time at lower Columbia is, you know, these, you know, first of all, winning's fun. I don't know who said it, whoever says it's not, it's, it's fun. Winning's fun. Uh, and when you take pride in the little things and you start taking care of details and, uh, you start translate things start to translate on the diamond and things like that. Um, you know, just creating that good atmosphere, that good culture of, you know, Hey, we're loose. We're, you know, we're, we're having fun, things like that. That translates over pretty well is what I've had experience with. Uh, you know, Mitch has this kind of same energy that I do and coming to the yard every day. I enjoy being at the yard early, uh, going through early work, all this, uh, you know, BP pregame, all that stuff. And, you know, I think that's where we align on a lot of things is where, our energy level is just going to kind of demand these guys to, you know, bring it up to, to that level. And I think that's going to get a lot of buy-in and that's kind of how I go about it as a coach. You know, I, I believe in building relationships. Um, I, be, I don't believe in just, you know, here's the plan. Let these guys do that. No, I like to build relationships, um, have fun with the guys, but you know, when it's, when it's time, when it's, when it's a one, two count, it's time to put it away. No, we, we need to switch gears a tad bit and lock, you know, we need to go get that strike three or we need to execute this pitch. So that's kind of how I view that thing is, you know, we need, we like to have fun, but we also need to be able to separate. So, and I think that guys, guys buy into that, um, that, that culture and that atmosphere pretty well. 
And I think summer ball is a great time for that too. You know, it's nice weather. Um, you know, generally not a lot of guys are taking any summer classes, so they don't have that stress on their plate, but that's, that's kind of how I, I go about it. And I think coach Mitch has the same, uh, same mindset. How advantageous is it for you as a coach that you're so recently removed from your playing career? Yeah, it's a blessing and a curse, right? Like I just went through this all, uh, you know, I've done the summer ball thing. I've done the whole college season. Um, I've had, a, you know, I've had my, my fair share of success, but I've also had my, my failures. I've been through injuries. I've done all that. So I, I, I like to think that I've kind of been around the, uh, a block a tad bit as, as a player. Um, so I think that definitely helps. I can relate to these guys. I know what they want to do. I know what they don't want to do. I know how they're, you know, how they're preparing for games, how, how they should versus what they are and things like that. Uh, I definitely think it's an advantage. I, I know how these guys are thinking. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that being able to separate that and move past that. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a player anymore. I am a coach now. Um, I think that I'm, I'm doing a great job of that thus far. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to continue doing that. Take me through some of your tendencies when working with pitchers. What's uh, what's the biggest thing you like to, to preach? Is it kind of, you know, do you like to be active as they they want you to be because there's some coaches it's kind of you know if a guy if you know a guy wants me I'll give the feedback or is are you kind of a are you hands-on as you see things how does it approach or does it vary guy to guy so to speak yeah I think it varies guy to guy I think uh the way we go about pitchers here at lower Columbia is a little bit different than you know how we're going to go about guys this summer in Wenatchee um I think that you know a lot of guys when they come to summer ball and you know we, we pull from pretty great programs where these guys know what they need to be doing. So, you know, if, if they need help, um, you know, I got a set of eyes. I can, you know, I can help out where I'm needed. Um, I'll probably have opinions and, you know, things that they might need to work on uh, dialed up. But, you know, at the same time, I want them to go out there and, you know, summer's a good time to figure out for themselves a little bit and, you know, play with the pieces. A lot of these guys are communicating with their college coaches. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to fix what's not broken at the same time, uh, especially if they're coming from a great program, they're, they're there for a reason. So that's, that's kind of how I take it on the, on the summer ball aspect. But uh, at lower Columbia, we're very developmentally um, focused, you know, and we're driven that way. You know, we they're at lower Columbia for a reason too. We, we pull great arms and we try to turn those guys into the next level. So it's, it's definitely a little bit different. Um, but, you know, in the summer, I, I lean towards, Hey man, I'm, I'm here to help you um, reach out to me. If, if you need me, I'm here for you. But at the same time, I'm going to stay out of your way if, if you don't need me at all. And we'll manage you on that aspect. I like how you talked about how guys can have be in different places mentally in the summer. I think maybe sometimes fans realize it, whether it's, you know, a host parent with a certain player they have or just they notice it at certain guys. For some guys, the summer can kind of be a crisis. It can kind of be a midpoint in your career of what am I, who am I as a baseball player? How do you, how do you work with pitchers and just guys in general in situations like that? Because You've you've been there. You've had to transfer. You've obviously it's an exciting thing. You move on from the JUCO to the next level, but it is it is a little nerve wracking. It's almost like starting a new job, going to a new college, whether it's as a JUCO transfer or transfer from D one to a D two or to a junior college. How do you work through those kinds of situations? What do you tell guys based on your experience? Yeah, you know, in, in my experience, I I was playing summer ball in between uh, you know three years at a junior college and transferring to a you know, a, a top five division two in West Texas A&M. And it, it's difficult because you still got to move halfway across the country. You have to get into that mindset that, you know, you're living in Texas now, you're not living in Washington state. Uh, so, you know, I think the biggest thing is just understanding what got you there 
and then just continuing to build off being the best player person uh, version of yourself that you are, you know, you got there for a reason. Um, and so st- I, I really believe in sticking to yourself and, you know, focusing on the mental game and then just getting out there and having fun, right. we got to get back to having fun because that's why we all started playing this game. I, I really believe in having fun, um, you know, but then I also believe in, you know, working and, and switching gears, but getting back to that, you know, that side of things where, you know, you're yourself and you're enjoying this again. I think that's the biggest, that's like step one, uh, especially, you know, and guys transferring from junior college to a four year or whatever it may be. Uh, yeah. Just sticking true to yourself. And, you know, this school wants you for a reason um, and just trying to, you know, trying to be that person. You played a lot of games in summer baseball, 27 games of regular season action, uh, three different teams, one team in Western Nebraska in the Expedition League for two years. What's your favorite summer ball moment that kind of sticks with you now? It might be something you have to think about for a moment, but what's something that you kind of you kind of look back on with a smile? Yeah, you know, I'll go back to the my last summer ball game. I just I just coached in. Uh, we we're in the we won the uh, it's the Independence League now. They switched the title of it, but we won the Independence League championship um, after losing. You know, I, and I'd have to look back, but we lost the one of the semifinal games went down or something like that. Uh, you know, just the group of guys that we had, they were fantastic. Um, you know, Trent Kiefer, Antonio Garcia, uh, assistant coach, head coach, you know, those guys were awesome. Pulled me on staff uh, just to, you know, accumulation of the whole summer leading up to that. And then just to be able to win it how we did, it was a walk off walk in game two, I believe, in front of our home crowd. And, you know, I spent three years there. So uh, I spent three years trying to get to that moment. So, you know, I built a lot of connection with those fans, those host families, uh, that that management and those staff members and things like that. So it was pretty special to, you know, win it on your own home field and, and accomplish that feature. And, of course, that team you're referring to, the Western Nebraska Pioneers, three years right. with the team. That's a lot, whether it's a college, whether it's professional, whether it's summer baseball. How cool is that and how tough is it to kind of leave a situation like that? Yeah, no, it was, it was great. I had a wonderful host family. Again, I mentioned the connections that I was able to make there. Uh, it was a blast. You know, I got, uh, I felt probably this is a little bit reaching over my head, but I felt like a fan favorite there, my, my two years there, which was awesome. So, you know, going back for a third year as a coach was, uh, it was switching gears. It was, it was a great stepping stone for me. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, but you know, as is everything, it was a great time to, you know, turn the page here and uh, start the next chapter. I'm, I'm grateful for everything I learned there. I, you know, and all those people, but I'm, I'm really excited to step back home and, and get into it over here. Now were the coaches you worked with, were some of them guys who were coaches when you played for Western Nebraska or was it a change up or how was it there? Yeah, they were, they're both younger guys. Um, you know, one of them, Antonio Garcia was at university of Kansas and he's the, I think I mentioned before he's at Gonzaga now um, Trent Kiefer has been at North Dakota state. And, you know, those were both guys when I was a player, I really hit it off with, um, yeah, it was, it was great. You know, I was able to ask them questions and, you know, be towards the front of the dugout and, you know, trying to learn the game a little bit more. So they you know, they were great, uh, great resources for me as a player and then, you know, transferring over and becoming a coach. Um, you know, those are some of my best friends now. So those guys are, uh, those guys are, are the best. Had to be really cool getting to play there in 2020. Uh, you made 12 appearances that season. Uh, we talked a little bit about the COVID stuff before, but how, I mean, that had to be really cool. 12 outings, you dealt with your injuries, but 
you got some work in that summer. Uh, how cool was that that year? Yeah, it was great. You know, I, I think that was a, a great summer for me. I, I got back to that state where I was having fun again and I was doing what, what made me me. So that was, that was awesome summer for me. Um, that was really the first time I stepped really far away for a long period of time and was able to go out to the middle of Nebraska and go do something. So it was a blast for me. Again, I had, you know, great teammates out there, which, which made it all the much better. Um, you know, the head coach that time, coach Ryan Sires, he was actually the guy that put me in contact with coach Mitch Darlington. So, you know, that's the small world and, you know, that baseball community working for each other. So I made that connection there and helped me out down the line. So, uh, no, and everybody was having fun again. Nobody was taking that for granted. So that was a, that was a huge part of my career. I'd say hundred percent. That's what I love about the sport is that just, it feels like the, the longer you're in it, the more people you meet, the smaller it feels because I like what you said, you know, these, the names are just, Oh, he knows him. Who knows him? And just X, Y, and Z. And it's just, it's funny how that works. I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, uh, coming in as a full-time pitching coach with the Apple Sox, you know, uh, pitching has been kind of up and down for the last couple of years, 2021. It was worse than the West coast league this year. I think there were a lot of, great steps forward. There's a big reason why they made it back to the postseason. But what are some things that you're going to be preaching to guys that you think is really going to help the team improve as a whole on the mound this season? Yeah, I think a lot of that comes with, you know, getting to know these guys and watching their spring. Uh, You know, I think you can't say too much about what we have yet until they go out there and see where their bodies are at, where their arms are at and how they're coming to us. You know, I know a lot can change within the roster. Um, but no, we're going to go out there and we're compete. We're going to make challenge pitches. We're going to execute. Um, you know, again, I'm going to let these guys do their thing. They're, you know, they're where they're at for a reason. They're coming to Wenatchee for a reason. Um, you know, Mitch got them for a reason, um, you know, to say the least. And, you know, these guys are, these guys are going to go out and compete. You know, these guys, you don't want to ever pitch bad, right? Like you, uh, you, nobody wants to pitch bad, especially when you're at home and things like that. So we're going to go out there and we're going to give it our best every day. Um, you know, we got some catchers that are signed on that uh, I'm really excited to work with. So, you know, these guys are just going to they're going to go out there and compete and show them their show. You've had your moments uh, with some postseason runs at the summer collegiate level, obviously playing for lower Columbia. There's been some great moments there. How cool would it be to help lead a team, especially we talked about the Apple Sox have won five West Coast League championships, but they haven't won one in a while, not since 2012. What would that mean to be a part of this team, help kind of turn things and get them back in that direction? Not only that, but Corvallis has monopolized the West Coast League. Right. How cool would that be to help be a part of a staff of a West Coast League champion? Oh, yeah, that, that's going to be that's going to be great. Definitely. That's the goal. Um, you know, I really look forward to that. Uh, again, it's tough to see where we're at right now, but uh, that would mean that'd mean a lot to me. You know, as a as the younger coach that's that's looking to build uh just build a lot of credibility and, you know, start building my resume more and more. Uh, that's something that, you know, that's, that's a goal of mine. So I'm excited to see where we're at come, uh, you know, really April, you know, February, March, April, uh, see where our guys are at. Uh, and then we get cracking with that, but I'm, I'm really fired up for that. Um, a lot of, a lot of respect for what Corvallis is doing over there. Hope to knock them off, but you know, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. I think it's uh, it's so cool the way the season begins right after the NWAC season ends. It's, you know, you guys are playing your games. And you guys are trying to get back to the top of the hill where you've been for so long. Obviously, you know, Lynn Benton winning last year, but you're trying to get to that point, and then you jump right into summer ball. Uh, it's it's a heck of a transition, I, I think, and it's it's so fun the way those first few weeks 
whether it's at the junior college level, division one level, whatever it is, I love seeing how the guys bring that energy from the postseason into summer ball. And obviously the challenge is continuing that energy over the course of a summer. Well, Mike, I really appreciate you spending a little bit of time here. It was uh, really cool to chat a little bit, and I hope fans are enjoying it. They're looking forward to seeing you this summer. It's going to be a, right around the corner. It's getting a little bit colder here, but it's going to be going to be a lot of fun when we get to that point. Thanks for joining us here, Mike. Awesome. Thanks for having me. That was uh, Mike Callia, the new pitching coach for the Apple Sox, joining us. I'm Joel Norman, and we thank you again for tuning in. This has been the Apple Sox podcast here both on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.